all you scaredy cats and kittens, and welcome to the Two Scaredy Cats podcast, where we talk about all things strange, unusual, and paranormal. We're your hostess with the mostess. I'm Stacy, And I'm Kara. So Kara, did you, uh, well gosh, it's been hmm, almost a month and a half since we've talked, well not us talked, but been on here recently. So did anything happen in the past month and a half that you would like to tell everybody about or something that uh happened to you or anything like that i mean i was just in california this past weekend yeah and how'd that go it went well that's good i was in long beach just like close to los angeles for a convention did you see anybody famous like famous famous like movie star famous no not really i was i bet i would have if i flew to lax but since i flew to long beach i didn't really see anyone famous you know ah that sucks that's the one thing but, but I mean, it was kind of nice. The Long Beach airport was, like, empty. Like I said, there's only, like, ten, like, terminals, so. Wow. That's not a lot of terminals. Yeah, so it was pretty empty. It was nice, too. Cause like I said, there was no traffic in or out. Hmm. That is nice, considering any airport you ever go to, it's always a zoo. I had some places that, like, weren't around here because I didn't want to, like, you know, go to places from here. I went to this place called The Yard, which is apparently really popular over yeah. there. Hmm. It was pretty good. We also went to this place called Islands. Yeah. I don't know if you've no. it. Did it, but it was, have a tropical theme? I don't know, theme? but they had a... Yeah, it was like kind of like a margarita... Kind of like a Margaritaville themed. Ooh, hello. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it had like the tropical stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had a Mai Tai. It was pretty nice. Ooh, um, yeah, and they those were, are good. Their happy hour Mai Tais were like $6. Really? Wow. And it was the strongest decent. drink I've had in my entire life. <laughs> like, I went the next day too and i got another one because it was during happy hour and our friend was eating i didn't actually eat there i was just like give me another mai tai it's six dollars like, <laughs> you can't beat that for like an alcoholic drink anywhere normally like 14 or 15 bucks they are i know alcohol's gotten expensive anymore it seems like i know you gotta, you gotta drink at a happy hour and luckily like because of the jet lag that seemed like a normal time for me to drink because it was like i don't know like 4 p.m or something Hey, you know what they say. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I know. That's what I felt like. Because they're happy when I was like three to six, so it was kind of nice. Huh. Yeah. Cool. We also ate at like some fancy seafood place. Did you? Me and dad ate at a fancy steak and seafood place for dinner for New Year's Eve. And oh, it was you like would on be. The coast, the place really? Oh, probably fresh like, caught. Because it was like right on the dock area. Oh, nice. Oh, I also went to the aquarium while we were there because we did a photo shoot inside the aquarium. Cool. I did see one of your pictures from that. That looked like fun. I mean, yeah, and they let us. So instead of normally being like $36 to get the aquarium, if we showed our badge after a certain time, mm-hmm. it was like 16 bucks. Wow, that's a good deal. For like an aquarium, yeah. And then Belinda you... paid for my ticket since I was doing the shoot for her. Uh, did you see any uh, mating animals while you were there? No, <laughs> like we, we saw at the Georgia Aquarium. There was so many freaking <laughs> children in there, though. We didn't stay in there really. Long, so we just did the photo uh. shoot and kind of left because we we're like, eh. which we also had mm. stuff we had to do later. Ah, uh, got ya. For the price, it was worth it to do photos because it was like one of the places she really wanted to do photos at for that character. Ah, uh, because like his, ba- his bedroom is literally an aquarium. 
Oh, okay. I didn't know that, huh? So it was like, okay, this is literally, yeah. we can take a photo in an aquarium. Works. Yeah, that works. Cool. We got to take photos on the dock. It was really pretty and like the palm trees. And the weather was really nice, surprisingly, hmm. considering. <laughs> right. Oh, considering was... everybody else had what was happening rain in North and flooding. And... Yeah. I heard about it all weekend. Yeah. Everyone, a lot of people come from North, North Cal to South. Uh, south i think it's like a five hour drive or something from at least that's where from belinda was she's telling me that's not too bad of a drive though i guess to go you know um, it is when you're driving in california because people are like crazy and they told me this they Mm. kept mentioning this one area like it's a road like a highway or something called the grapevine they said it's like terrifying during that kind of weather (laughs) it's like a one lane highway (laughs) which is strange oh that sounds creepy and strange, yeah. And yeah. with the torrential rain that they had, yeah, they I'd be had worried like that the road would white get out flooded. conditions is what they told me. Like they could not see anything in front of them. Wow. Some of them drooped down because I think bad weather was like we we flew in Wednesday and we kind of missed it thankfully. But she had to fly through it to get there, and she said oh, it was geez. turbulence. <laughs> oh, I bet that had to have been some nasty turbulence she hit too, probably. Yeah, huh. and then one of our friends' planes got delayed because of the weather too. Mm. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun weekend though that's nice good beginning of the year convention yeah nice warm convention right While it was it was like freezing. 60 70 degrees oh, nice. it was war- sunny like i said it did rain the first day but I mean, we were just inside most of the time and i was trying to recover from that jet lag <laughs> i think i went to bed at like 8 p.m or something yeah. the first night jet lag will kill you i know that's what happened to us when we went to vegas we ended up going to bed early the first night because we were just so tired I had a layover in Vegas, actually. Did you? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you go play the slot machines that are in the um, terminal there? No. Yeah. I was like, it was like a really short layover. It was like an hour. Oh, so, so you I didn't basically have time, ran right from one end from to the one, other. Yeah, one of uh, Blenda's friends actually was on the flight home, like to Las Vegas with me. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice. And then, but his or their their plane was like. Um, a 40 minute layover and it took us 10 minutes to lay so they had like 30 minutes to run Ooh. from one spot to the next yeah i was like oh that's what i did did you do anything fun that least last weekend we went out to dinner we went to a place called strong's brick oven pizza and then we went to the casino in lawrenceburg there but we didn't win anything in there. machines were really tight so we kind of left like super yeah. early yeah, I heard that there's, like, scam sports gambling now. Oh, yeah. That's really big. But Indiana already had it. It's Ohio that just got it. Oh. Yeah, it was Ohio. Yeah. And it was pretty dead there, too, when we were there. Like, no, I mean, it was, like, empty. It was kind of weird. But it was strange. It was nice. Well, dinner was nice. Dinner was really good. They make really good pizzas there. It's, like, in brick ovens. It's very yummy. Ooh, it's nice. Yep. But that's all we did. So, what have you got for us this week? First of all, we should say welcome back to everybody. This is um, our... Yeah, season yep, three. Yep, season three. And this is coming out on a very unlucky day, yes. Friday the 13th. Yep, so... When you'll hear this will be then, it's we're not recording on the 13th, yeah. but... So be careful on the 13th. And oh, yeah, be careful. Don't walk it under any ladders or watch out for those black cats and all that unlucky <laughs> stuff. But yeah, so we want to welcome any new listeners that we might have to um, our little podcast family here. And I will let Kara take it away. She's going to go first this week with um, her story that she chose. So what are yeah. we doing? So if you Google haunted eBay painting, um, that's basically what it, this whole story will come up. 
Um, but it's the painting it itself is called The Hands Resist Him. It's a very creepy hmm. looking painting. It was painted by artist Bill Stoneham in 1972. And the painting is actually based off of a photo of him from when he was five years old. It was a photo of him and another little girl. They were standing by like a door. Mm-hmm. Uh, the painting depicts, a, it's very similar to the photo. It's a young boy and a female, but the girl was turned into a doll in the painting. She's a female doll he's standing next to. Okay, and they're standing in front weird. of a glass paneled door. Mm-hmm. And there are hands pressed up against the window. Like, they're reaching out to him. Ooh. It's very creepy Look, You'll have to, well, you may or may not want to look at it after I talk about it. Because a lot of people reported just staring at the image online has caused some crazy stuff to happen to them. Oh, so maybe okay. not look on this at this on Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, don't already, look at it on know. Friday the 13th. Yeah, maybe wait a day or two. <laughs> maybe wait. <laughs> so, so the painting was first displayed at the Fane Garden Gallery in Beverly Hills, which is California. So I thought it was kind of ironic that it is, yeah. we're still in California. And the painting was actually purchased by John Marley, the godfather. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The the actor? Not really, but... Oh, okay. You don't remember that... The Godfather? Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't know that that was the name of the actor. Oh. I was like, Mom, come on. But yeah, so it was it was owned by him. And then after he died is when... So his he died, and then no one knew what happened to the painting. And a couple discovered the painting left behind a old brewery. Wait, they found the painting behind an old brewery? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. So that's where they found it. Gotcha, so okay. following is that, like, basically it was just left outside behind an old brewery. And then okay. in the, t- this is, like, in the 2000s. So it went, mm-hmm. it was missing, or, like, not missing, but, like, it was owned by him, and then the couple found it. Okay. And the painting was listed on eBay in the 2000, in 2000. Um, so okay. bidding started... At one hundred and ninety nine dollars, and it the finished total was one thousand and twenty five dollars. There were thirty bids on this. Okay. And so, <laughs> one morning, this is in the listing. We're going to talk about the listing because the listing is really crazy. One morning, the seller's four year old daughter had claimed the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room at night. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> And so they're like, what the heck? And this is a quote directly from this listing, because the listing is very erratic and, like, kind of crazy. It says, now, I don't believe in UFOs or Elvis being alive, but my oh husband my was alive. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was very strange. So her husband sets up a motion trigger camera in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, because they want to see if the painting's really coming to life, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and so after three nights... They had a bunch of footage and, like, photos depicting the boy leaving the picture. What? Okay, that's crazy. Yes. And it was enough for them to decide that they wanted to the painting to go, basically, to sell it. That's why they decided to sell it. Oh, well, yeah. Hello. They were freaked out. And they actually included two photos of supposedly the boy walking out of in the listing. It was So it was the painting, and then there were two photos of supposedly the the boy leaving the painting huh um this is also directly direct quote from the thing it says warning 
Do not, do not bid on this painting if you are susceptible to stress-related disease, faint of heart, or one or are unfam unfamiliar with supernatural events. By bidding, you release the owner of all liability in relation to the sale of any events happening after the sale. Hmm. This painting may or may not possess supernatural powers that could impact or change your life. Hmm. By bidding, you agree to exclusively bid on the value of the artwork with disregard to the last two photos featured in the auction and hold the owner harmless in regard to them and their them and their impact expressed or Im implied. Wow. Isn't That's that a crazy, crazy. freaking Yes. <laughs> that is so crazy. I think wow. this is one of the first times that like you know how like haunted dolls are like a thing Yes. I feel like this was the first, like, haunted item that was trying to be sold, that was gotcha. sold on eBay, right. which is right. why it's really significant. And it's, This like, is why the internet, how it all began. Yeah, the internet thought, like, it was absolutely bonkers. Like, mm -hmm. it went viral. Like, this bid, this listing went viral, especially for that time, 2000s. The internet was not very popular, you know? No, it just started. Like, so, um, it actually got 3,000 views, which is a lot for that time yeah so a lot of the people who viewed the listing actually had some reported some very unusual experiences and that's why i said you shouldn't <laughs> look at it um one person reported hearing an exercise exorcist type voice and like a blast of hot air hit their face when they looked at oh my it. gosh okay. <laughs> i was like what the heck that okay weird someone reported becoming ill after viewing the painting and then oh, someone, someone attempted to print a photo of the painting. Oh, gosh, um, don't ever do that. And they had so many issues, and it kept messing up the painting every time they tried to print, print it out. Huh, that's which weird. Which is kind of crazy. And then, so they did get sold, like I said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. How much did it sell like for, Like I said, $1,025. That that's, was it? That's, that's not that much, especially for? for how many views. I forgot to say, at the end of the listing. Um, mm-hmm. So it had like that whole disclaimer, like, oh, if something happens. Right. It also right. says if, oh, by the way, if you know someone qualified to bless their house, please let us know. We're trying to find someone. <laughs> they oh wanted their house blessed after the thing left. I don't blame them. I would too. That's crazy. So the person who um, purchased, it was purchased by uh, the owner of Perception Gallery in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Do they have it on display? Can we go see it? I don't, I don't know. I couldn't find that. But mm. you can like view it online. Like the the artist himself has posted, has put it online. Because there's some other, there's some more crazy stuff that's about to happen. Oh, okay. Um, not really related to like the haunted thing, but just kind of like mm. what happened because of how viral it went and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, the person went up for an interview, and he actually said that there were no unusual things that he personally experienced. Really? Um, after huh. having thing in their care. But they did, this person did receive multitude of emails about it, though. Like, people who just happened to see it having experiences, just, like, looking at it online, which is kind of crazy to me. That is crazy, huh? So I don't know if it's just, like, the energy, you know, people are feeding into. Yeah. Right. But, so, the OG art, the original artist actually was contacted to create two sequel pieces to the original painting. Wait a minute, and I thought the original artist died, though. No, the person who had who bought the painting died. Oh, I thought you were saying the artist died and then the painting was left behind that um, 
No, it was, paid, it was purchased by John it. Marley, remember? Oh, okay. It was purchased by John confused. Marley, and then okay. following his death, the painting was found. Right, okay, gotcha. So it was after right. the, the guy died. Okay, so the, the artist The artist alive. was alive the entire time. Okay. And he okay. was just like, this is crazy how like viral his painting was going, because so many people right. were having like these experiences. Um, but they did create, uh, contact to create two sequels to the original painting. Which, mm-hmm. um, they it was called the Resistance at the Threshold, which is also a very eerie mm-hmm. looking painting. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's following the set. It's supposed to be like a direct sequel, and then there was another one in 2012 called the Threshold of Revelation. Huh. And then, um, he was contacted again to create a prologue piece, which he did uh, paint, and it was called the Hand. Invented him. Mm. The one I think that is the creepiest, other than the first one, is so that mm-hmm. he was <laughs> a final painting um, was actually released in 2021, which is very recent. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Was, that was like two years ago, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, called What Remains. It's very creepy okay. looking. Really? Hmm, I have to go check these out. And like, like, yeah, you should definitely go look at them. They're really interesting, and you can view them um, directly on the artist's website. So you know. Clicking and viewing it, it's always helpful. Mm-hmm. I found a listing for the original painting, like on Etsy. You know how people like print, sell, yeah, sell, like print of it, yeah. It was like forty six thousand dollars. What for Just a for copy? A print? It's not a even copy. original. It's not the original. No, it's a copy oh, wow. of the print. That's I was crazy. like, what the heck? Who's gonna buy this? Well, somebody probably did. Probably Otherwise, it mo- wouldn't be a money it for la- that. laundering scheme. If I had to take, probably, a yeah. But I was just like, what the heck? That's crazy. Huh. But yeah, so um, I would definitely not look at that today unless you were yes. feeling brave. But they're exactly. really like, especially some of the later ones are like really kind of creepy. And, it, and apparently the, um, he said that it's supposed to be kind of like the hands are like the infinite possibilities of like where his life could lead him as a child for the mm-hmm. original, the hands resist huh. him painting. And then the, the doll that's standing with them is supposed to help guide him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, that's an interesting take on it, but okay. It is. I th- I mean, it's really interesting, but really it resonated with a lot of people because a lot of people can't even look <laughs> look at it for long periods of time without getting, like, uneasy. Really? Interesting. Huh. But yeah, that was... I've never heard of this, and I'm surprised because, like, you know, I like haunted dolls. I think that's cool. Like, people selling on haunted dolls, I've always thought about buying mm-hmm. on eBay. But yeah, that's, like, the OG haunted painting. Hmm. on ebay the more you know all right well what do you have for us today okay so this week i am going to be talking about a gentleman by the name of charlie mccarthy who was actually recognized for being a successful ventriloquist um in the 20th century now if you don't know what a ventriloquist is that's somebody that usually has a puppet that they will voice through their voice and make it look like the puppet is actually speaking when it's really the ventriloquist so anyway it all starts off that um he has this dummy or puppet uh that was very unusual looking um puppet and things would take a dark turn as they usually do with stories of this type. So, in 1920, McCarthy became famous um, by introducing um, his puppet, Edgar, to the people. And this was a different-looking puppet than the usual ones that we all see, the wooden-looking ones, you know, where their mouth's been cut and stuff like that. 
this particular puppet actually looked like an eight-year-old boy. And it was, um, most puppets are usually maybe two feet tall, maybe a little less than that. This puppet was actually about three, three and a half feet tall. So the size of an eight-year-old boy. And it was very um, large. Um, and its features were very, it looked very realistic. And that kind of made people uneasy when they saw this. So it had, uh, like I said, his complexion was a very kind of light complexion and his hair, um, looked like a real boy's and his feature, uh, seemed very expressive, even though that his eyes were made out of wood. Uh, besides this doll, McCarthy, um, ability to change his voice, um, without showing any type of facial recognition was what made him so popular with people and made his show so famous. The doll's name, by the way, was Edgar. However, back then, some people uh, kind of thought that it was the work of the devil, um, what he was doing, uh, and that he had been conjuring up the spirits of the dead to make the voice of his puppet talk. And they didn't like that. So these superstitious people started rumors um, about... Charles and Ed, Charlie and Edward. And these rumors spread very fast about him using witchcraft and magic. Um, and people started to ban their children from being able to come see him uh, during his performances. And as these types of things um, happen, people started to talk about Charlie and Edgar even more when they found um, out that Charlie had a very strange fascination with his puppet Edgar he would take care of this puppet as if it were his own son. He Ooh. would f try and feed it. He would bathe it. I mean, he was like doing all these really creepy things that it's creepy. Yeah. That people were very off put by. He also would not allow any of the uh, staff that worked at the theaters and that, that he would uh, present at or um, any of the general public touch um, Edgar at all. He was the only one that was allowed to touch Edgar, and he was the only one that was allowed to uh, put him in or out of his case that, or box that he kept um, Edgar in. So his career um, ended one night while he was touring the United States. Uh, when the show was over, he went to his dressing room and locked himself in there for hours on end. Now, the theater workers um, at the time realized that he hadn't left the theater yet, and so they went back to his dressing room and were knocking on the door to let him know that, you know, hey, it's time to go, we're closing, we're locking the theater for the night. Well, when he didn't answer his door, they all got a little nervous because of all the rumors that had been flying around about, you know, him being into witchcraft and all that, and um, some other rumors they were really uneasy with them trying to open the door themselves. So they went and they called the police. They called the police thinking, you know, the worst. So when the police arrived, they had to knock the door down basically to get into the room. When they got inside, what they saw chilled them to their core. So what they found was a lifeless McCarthy laying on the ground in a pool of his own blood with his neck slashed and both of his eyes were missing. They assumed that someone had come into the room, killed McCarthy, and that they had taken Edgar because they couldn't find Edgar anywhere. And you know how McCarthy was with Edgar. He loved that um, 
puppet and it was always around or near him so they're searching all over the dressing room to try and find you know figure out where edgar was and um all that so they're frantically searching the room they're searching the theater um and they finally did find the box and when they opened up the box uh edgar was in there and the look on his face was different than what you know they had seen previously in the show uh, earlier in the evening and they say that he had this, you know, evil looking look on his face. So the police uh, decided that they needed to grab Edgar and take them with them so that they could run some tests on Edgar to try and find out and solve the case of what happened here, you know, to see if there were, you know, any fingerprints left or, you know, any type of that stuff. And to find out what happened to Charlie, like who maybe who his killer was or whatever. So... While they were analyzing um, Edgar, the puppet, they discovered something quite terrifying. Uh, they discovered that Edgar was not a puppet and that it was actually the mummified remains of an eight-year-old child. So they found fingerprints on the puppet that were actual, like, real fingerprints. And they also found that his face had been covered with a latex mask to make him so he didn't look so pale and so like dead looking i guess you would say and for in his lifeless body so they could um so they had to figure out you know who this boy was and how charlie had managed to keep his body from stinking because i mean if you think about it he had this puppet for a couple of years at least and you know how, like, when a body starts to, it stinks. I mean, think about it. When you find a dead animal, you know, it stinks for a while before it totally decomposes. So he was carrying around this, like, lifeless body of this boy. And they don't know who this boy was. So it was later determined that the boy that um, Charlie uh, had been carrying with him was actually his own son, who had oh. died a while back. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it turned... Yeah, right? I know. I mean, like, who does that? That's just nuts. They said that Charlie was so um, saddened with um, with so much sadness and grief um, over the loss of his son that he decided that the best way for him to keep him and always have him with him was to turn him into his puppet. So interestingly enough, though, they never found the person who killed Charlie or his um, took his eyeballs. And there's a lot of speculation that the puppet did it um, in retaliation for him, you know, taking his body all those years and, you know, yeah. keeping it around and stuff. Also, on an interesting note, I um, have found three movies that you all might be interested in that um, are about uh, puppets. Oh. Um, yeah, so I wanted to just real quickly tell you about these uh, three movies that I found that you guys should check out if you're still interested in the whole puppet thing. Oh, they should check out that one um, the, movie that's coming out. Have you seen it? Megan? Is there, oh, yeah. That Megan, one yes. looks interesting. It, it, yeah, that one does look weird it's and interesting. Creepy. Yeah. It is. That doll. Ooh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, like her. her. Yeah. No. She looks fake, but she also looks real. It's really bizarre. Yeah. But, um,. So the first movie that you guys should check out, it's called Devil Doll, and this was made in 1964. It has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, so don't yell at me if you don't like it, because it wasn't that <laughs> great, if it's not that great. The, the story behind that one, or the kind of rundown on it, is it's a ventriloquist who hypnotizes a newsman's girlfriend 
to put her soul into his dummy Hugo. This kind of reminds me a little bit of Chucky here. You know, now this was before Chucky was ever made. And it, it's a British horror movie. So take that with a grain of salt when you watch that movie. Oh, God. Um, the next one, actually, I've never heard of this. I want to see it, though. It sounds actually pretty good. And it actually has a very good rating on Rotten Tomato. The next movie is called Magic. It was made in 1978. It has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, which... You know, that's a pretty good rating for Rotten Tomatoes. The um, This one is about a ventriloquist who is at the mercy of his dummy while he tries to renew a romance with his high school sweetheart. So we can all only imagine how terrifying this one is with the dummy trying to, you know, get in the middle of this guy hooking up with his high school sweetheart. And actually, funny to note that Anthony Hopkins, who starred in Silence of the Lambs, that before he starred in that, he starred in this movie called Magic. And um, he started with this, you know, creepy dummy. Then the third and final uh, movie that I wanted to tell you guys about is called Dead Silence. Now, this is a more recent movie. It was from 2007. It had a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, but actually on the IDB, it was had a pretty high rating. So I don't know what the deal is on that, why the one's lower than the other. But it's about this guy who basically returns to his creepy hometown to unravel the mystery of how his wife got murdered. Oh. And while he's, yeah. And while he's there, he learns of the legend of Mary Shaw, who was a murder ventriloquist who now haunts the town. So, uh, like I said, take that with a, you know, take all these with a grain of salt. But, you know, if you want to continue on the dummy thing or the puppet thing and you want to chuck them out, go for it. Um, and then finally, I found a place that you could go if you really are interested in uh, ventriloquism and the puppets that they used. It's called the Vent Haven Museum, and it's actually here near um, us in um, near Cincinnati in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Oh, and I think so, I've heard about you, this. Think, didn't you go no, there? No, but I wanted to go there. I wanted didn't to go, you go there. there with Grandma. It's right by Grandma, isn't it? Well, guess what? I know, yes. And get this, they just rebuilt a brand new building for their museum. What? Yes. So next time I'm down there, we'll have to we're go gonna visit. go, yeah. I wanna go. It opens in spring of twenty twenty it opens this spring basically. It's a brand new um museum okay. that they're opening. Oh, yeah, they just built. Anyway, this museum is the world's only museum dedicated to ventriloquism. This yeah. museum was opened in 1973 by a gentleman by the name of W.S. Berger, who was obsessed with ventriloquism. The museum houses over 900 dummies used by ventriloquists from the 19th, 20th, and 21st centuries. And funny to note, when I was looking through some of the pictures, they actually have one of Jeff Dunham's uh, puppets in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. Do they have any cool. um, Jim Henson stuff? I believe they do. I didn't get to see all their pictures, so we'll have to definitely go in that. We'll do, yeah, we'll do like a whole thing for the podcast uh, podcast on that. But anyway, so some of the things you can find in this museum are, you know, like I said, they have 900 um, dummies or puppets that you can view. They have scripts of um, what uh, ventriloquist people had written, you know, out for their little um, show that they were going to do. They have photos of famous ventriloquists with their um, puppets, dummies. They have posters from different shows. They have recordings that you can um, listen to and see. But like I said, this is, uh, they built a brand new building and it's opening up um, this spring. So, and it's in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. So definitely check that out. And like I said, we will uh, be going there and we'll give you guys a rundown once we go. Yeah. 
I've been wanting to go there. Yeah, that place looks really cool. Somebody, I think, I thought Grandma took you there once, but I guess not. No, but I think so, Kyle, someone I knew, I worked with went, I think, once. Oh, really? Okay. So, anyway, that is all I have this week. And the name of the museum, again, is called the the Vent Haven Museum. And that you can find them on Facebook. They have an Instagram page. And they have their own website. So, check them out if you're interested. Like I said, their new museum will be opening um, in the spring here. But that's all I have this week. So, and be careful of Friday the 13th. Anything else, Kara, to add? Nope. Um, right. Yeah, just don't look at those photos unless you're ready. I... I mean, yeah, I thought really. they were spooky, but I mean... You've been good so far. I haven't that happened yet. Yeah, you better sprinkle the holy water and, you know, say some prayers. No. So, if you would, if you enjoyed our podcast today, follow us on Instagram at Two Scaredy Cats Podcast, and please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps the show get discovered. And tune in in two weeks for a new episode, and to all our scaredy cats and kittens out there, remember, curiosity didn't kill these two scaredy cats. Thank you.